Hey, you beautiful people. Welcome to 2023, everybody. We started it. We made it here. We survived. And congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. Your life has made it to the year of our Lord, 2023. And it wasn't easy getting there, was it? Unless you're literally just born here. But fucking hell. 2023. How was your New Year's? Did you have a big one? Did you have a good one? Did you have a quiet one? Did you go to town? Were you at a festival? Did you stay in with your mum and dad? Did you go see your grandparents? Did you ignore the New Year's altogether and were in bed by 10pm? Did you... Cry all night long? Because you're a lonely piece of shit. Did you nearly end it? Did you have that gun down your throat? Did you have those pills? Did you empty every single last pill out of that body? And have it there. Out, no, out of that body. Out of that out of that bottle. Every single pill. Did you empty it out? Into your hand. Stare at them. With your glass of water in your other hand. And think... About throwing them down your throat and ending it all. Did you walk your dog at twelve fifty at eleven fifty five, just to be with the only being that's special to you? Well, whatever you did, I hope you had a good one. What did I do? You ask. Well, what did I do? I'll run you through my New Year's Eve. So I was working. I was working. Working a late shift, not anything in particular, Saturday, part of my job, I've got to work at least one weekend day, and Saturday's the day I do it, so it was my normally scheduled work shift, so nothing special, but I uh, got off at 8pm, I was, got off at 8pm, had a few, you know, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do, you know, didn't really have any concrete plans at 8pm, had a couple of options, workmates were going out, you know, the way it works at my job is... Kind of, we all, we're all staggered, like starting like an hour apart kind of thing, so uh, someone got off at 6, 7, I got off at 8, and then it was going to be a guy get off at 9, 10, all the way up to 11. So, you know, there's a couple of plans that guys are all going to meet up in town at around 10, you know, and then go into town, so I had that option. My sister was buying up, I was never taking this one. But my sister was like, hey, come hang with me and my friends. And, you know, none of her friends are single. So, and they're all probably ugly and weird. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get anywhere near any of my sister's friends. I'll put it that way. Wouldn't touch them with a six foot pole. You know, no question. And then, uh, yeah, okay, I had two options really. And I chose a third. So basically what happened was. At about 6, 6.30pm, my phone was blowing up from a drug dealer. And this drug dealer had some new drugs. Some drugs that were they really have in stock. You know, sort of a season special, if you will. And one of those drugs that I'm not very experienced with, that I'd have wanted to be a lot more experienced with in the near future. And going into 2023, I think, you know, I've already had a couple of experiences with, and I'm going to continue to grow in that experience. And that drug was ketamine. 
So my dealer said they were selling ketamine. So what I did was I finished work. Didn't go straight to the dealer. Went straight to the gym, first of all. Went straight to the gym. Got a quick 40-minute workout in. Got to sweat up, hit the boxing bag. Just blow the cobwebs out, blow the dust off, you know. Holidays, you know how it is. That gym schedule can fall apart, but that's not what we're here talking about. So I went to the gym, and then I hit up the dealer. I was like, yo, you still got that ketamine? As I was just sitting in the gym car park, having a sesh, smoking that weed after a good hard workout. Hit him up, and they were like, yeah, hold on. Wait a minute. Fucked me around for about 45 minutes, as they do. And then at pretty much right on 11 p.m., after me sitting in my car smoking weed, waiting on this ketamine, fucking still thinking, oh, if this falls through, I might go to town with the workmates and see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, dealer pulls through. Other side of town, though, if you know Christchurch, they're out in Hornby, which is the very southwest corner of the city. 25-minute drive in the middle of the night traffic from me, so went out there, got the ketamine, drove all the way back, and as I was driving back, we passed midnight. I was in my car, driving with ketamine when the midnight hit, and then I was a bit, a bit peckish, a bit peckish as I was getting close to home, so I was like, fuck it. I'll pull into the BP Wildbean Cafe, the petrol station, the servo. Got me a pie and a sausage and a chalky milk. Guy at the counter said I was the first customer of 2023, so the very first thing I did in 2023 was go to the BP and get a sausage pie. And a sausage, a pie, and a chocolate milk. So there you go, started off well, but that's not what happened next. What happened next is uh, when I drove the car to the Sesh spot, I was looking around, smoked a bit more weed, was thinking, yeah, let's, I'm going to do this kit. I might, I might do it here in the car, see how we're going. You know, and that was down at the sea spot, and there was a lot of people out. Like, what, the sea spot I was at isn't far from the beach, and obviously a lot of people had gone down to the beach for to bring in the New Year's and all that sort of shit. So there was just quite a few people lurking, and I was like, nah, nah, this ain't the spot. This ain't the spot to do ketamine. So I was like, fuck it, let's just go home. So I went home, as some of you may know, I'm living with my parents at the moment, but um, I knew they'd be asleep because they're old as fuck. So yeah, I just went home and, you know, at about 12.30, brought in the new year, started 2023 by doing a bit of ketamine. And fuck me, was it a Good time. Now, if you don't have any, ex any experience with Special K. Now, I hate, like, it's so hard to describe what a drug experience is like to another person. If you're explaining it to someone else that has done drugs before, basically, you describe it how, like, a hunter would describe the taste of some game meat to a person who hasn't he had it before. Like, you know, if you've ever had rabbit, you might say, oh, it's a bit like chicken with a hint of pork. 
or something like that. Everybody says it tastes like chicken. It's just like, oh, what does duck taste like? Oh, it tastes like chicken. You know, that sort of thing. So if I had to say what uh, ketamine was like, I'd say it's kind of, you know, it's a mix between MDMA, shrooms, with just a hint of, like, just a hint of that you've taken, like, an edible. You know, so it's kind of like that euphoric, chill, laid-back vibe. You know, you get the euphoric sort of happiness that you get from MD. You get the chill, sort of pretty intense body high you'd get from a fairly strong edible. And then you kind of get, like, the the giggles and the zoned-outness and kind of the thought, you know, the trippiness of a little bit of, sh- like, a, like a gram of shrooms. So that's probably like the best way to describe it, but yeah, man, it's probably only like the third, second, maybe third time I've ever done ketamine in my life. And then, yeah, it was a good fun. It was a great time. It was a great time just doing ketamine in my childhood bedroom to bring in the new year. So that could sound like a fucking good time or depressing as fuck, depending on, you know, your perspective in life, but I think it was a fucking good time. So yeah, that's how we started the first day, you know, the first day of the year. Pretty, not too dusty, just real tired the next day, the after effects. And then, uh, yeah, fucking got called into work on New Year's Day, last minute, while I was having a dusty midday nap. But it was all good, got that time and a half, public holiday pay, so ka-ching. On top of work Christmas Day. So ka-ching, ka-ching. That pay should be in my bank account shortly. But yeah, man. Fucking kidding me. Still had most of the bag left. Took it to Ralsty. On the second. And then went to Ralsty, hung out with Ralsty, and we did lines of ketamine the other night. And that was a fucking good time as well. Fucking good time. So... 2023 is the year of ketamine. That's what we're doing. Ket. All year. All fucking year. A lot of traffic going by. Sorry about that noise. Some fucking boy racer type cunt just speeding up the road. And here comes another one. Down the inside, upside, down way, sideways. And he goes past and he's going about 70 kilometers an hour in a 50k zone. But, um, yeah, man. A lot of drugs so far. Gonna be consumed in 2023. Got a got a festival to go to coming up this Friday. This Friday, a little local one day EDM festival. And you know, your boy's not not the biggest EDM fan, not the biggest sort of. It's a, a lot of mainstream EDM guys. It seems like you know we got Alice in Wonderland, whose name I've heard before, so it must be pretty mainstream. Dizzy Rascal man is gonna be performing because you know, man who beats his wife is always good to go listen to I'm looking forward to that so yeah man gonna be doing more drugs there likely gonna might looks like I'm probably gonna mix up a bit of the LSD with some MDMA play a bit of alphabet soup if you know what I mean and uh yeah just have a good time fucking vibing out all day in the and what looks like is gonna be a really weird weather day at the moment Yesterday it said it was going to be a 28 degree hot and sunny day, which was going to be tough for your boy. Big boys dancing around on drugs, 
in a hot EDM festival could have been disastrous, but now, now it looks like that heat's going to go away a little bit earlier, and there's going to be some rain coming in about 6pm on Friday night. So, we'll see how we go. I'd prefer the rain, to be honest. It doesn't look like it's going to be heavy rain, it looks like it's going to be a bit of drizzle, just enough drizzle just to cool you off. Also, like, if, if it's pouring rain, because... One thing I'm a little bit self-conscious of at a rave, especially when during the day, a lot of sunlight that you can see, is me just getting sweaty as fuck and just sweating through, sweating through the top, and that's just going to scare the bitches away, and we don't want that. So if it's raining, everyone's going to be soaked, and I'm going to be soaked. No one's going to be ta- going to tell if it's sweat or whatever the fuck. So, you know, I'm going to be in my element. I'm going to be fucking like, yeah, 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 on acid, on gear, and just fucking wet as fuck keeping me cool, keeping me hydrated, and just going to be able to go all fucking night long, might even get a little muddy, a little muddy, don't mind a bit of that, you know, no one hates that, so, anyway, looking forward to it, looking forward to it, music, I'm doing enough drugs that I'm going to fucking love the music, so, let's see, light show, everything like that, so it's going to be a good time, good time with the lads this Friday, but we're going to be, you know, I'm going to be going into the new year, signing off the first week of the year with, you know, having done Kit, MD, Acid, Weed, what, and a bit of booze, what, all in the first week of the year, so, starting off the year right, don't you think, but, um, yeah man, drugs man, they're a lot of fun, they're a lot of fun. There's very few downsides to drugs. Like, let's be honest. And that may just be me as an addict talking. But, fucking love it. Fucking love drugs, man. I love drugs. Shout out, Absol. But, um, yeah, my favorite drug, it's hard. I like trying to pick your favorite child. The one I would say is my favorite would be shrooms. Just, you know, that psychedelic vibe, you know, the psychedelics go so hard, man, really just nothing better for having a good time with a small group of friends or even by yourself, it's definitely the best drug to do by yourself, shrooms, you know, you get the giggles, you get the personal insights, you get the visuals, the psychedelic visuals, and it's just a fucking good time, and you know, you can go deep with them, man. You go real deep, man. I've had some fucking deep experiences on shrooms. Like, I think I've done five grams plus three times now. Most I've done would probably be about seven dried grams of shrooms. All at once. And fuck yeah, man. You go deep when you do that. First, like, big experience, like, big visual experience I ever had on shrooms... Well, it's probably like the third time over to Trims, doing them by myself and maybe like the second time. And it was in an old flat shithole, old Mercy, the Mercy Mansion. And I did them, not really knowing what to expect. They hit fucking hard. I was high as shit about 30 minutes later. And then I just remember fucking lying down on my bed. After writing some shit down in a book, which I won't mention, some deep, dark secrets there. And just, like, lying down, and then the the room literally spinning. 
literally, like, I was lying on my bed, and the four walls of my room started moving around, at a 360 degree around me, and it was getting faster, and faster, and faster, until it was going, just spinning, spinning like a motherfucker, lying on that bed as the room did a 360, and then, I closed my eyes, because, like, that was freaking me out, and I just got all the fractals, just, you know, those fractal, colourful patterns, all that psychedelic art, that, you know, all that kind of shit, just behind the eyelids, just going crazy, and, like, I felt like I was just looking at it for, like, an hour, and then I remember opening my eyes and looking at my clock, and only 15 minutes had passed since when I fucking first hit, lay on the bed with the room spinning. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So then I closed my eyes and just, you know, just gone. Just gone. And then I remember just, you know, the only real vivid memory I have after that is just like this, like, you know, demonic, not even demonic, like this shadowy figure, like this female shadowy figure just looking over me, just standing at the end, like floating at the end of the bed. Just looking at me. And fuck man. That's when I got up and sat up and was like, I need to smoke some weed. So I smoked some weed and chilled out and just yeah, yeah, just had to carried on with the trip and it was just more of the same for like two or three hours. It was insane. And second favourite drug would be acid. The only real reason I put shrooms over acid is the duration. Acid is a long one, boys. Fuck, she's a long one. She's a slog. She is a fucking slog. Like, you're you're high for 12 hours, mate. You're high for 12 hours. You know what I mean? Like, obviously there's a peak and then a come down. But, like, you ain't getting to sleep for 12, even 18 hours. When I've taken, you know, highest doses of acid, man, it's 18 hours, and, like, that's rough, so you take it at midday, you're up to 6 a.m., 6 a.m., and that's a long time, because you're tired, you're still fucking getting a little bit of the visuals until real late, fucking minds racing, just all that shit, man, all that shit, and it's just not, you know, that part's just not fun, but the rest of it, the beginning, like, the first eight hours of it, fucking great time. First eight hours of an acid trip, almost as good as shrooms. Similar level. You don't, I feel like you don't get the visuals as intense. Maybe I just haven't taken as high enough of a dose like I have with shrooms. But, yeah, man, it's still a fucking good time. Looking forward to taking it this week. But, yeah. Third, I go weed. I put acid above weed. Weed's like, weed's like your like your wife. Nah, scratch that. Weed's like a cat or a dog. You know? They're there every day. You see it every day. You do it a lot. A lot of experience, a lot of familiarity with it, you know, and you build a strong bond with it, but you're never going to get like the extreme highs, the ex incredibly memorable experiences that you would with like I don't know 
human female. Like, a dog's not going to replace that. Sorry, guys. But, that's what it is. So, it's, it's good. It's good every day. But it's never going to give you that, you know, even if you get real fucking on. But it's good. It's practical. I like weed, man. Obviously, I'm fucking, I do it every day. I do it every goddamn day. The only reason I don't do shrooms and acid every day is because you can't really. I mean, people microdose, but that's just taking... I know, I tried to do microdosing once, but you just... It seems like a waste. You just get very slightly, mildly, minusculely high. And who wants to do that? You want to get high, you want to, you want to get fucking high. And it's just like, you're taking, taking drugs to like get better at, I don't know, fucking work. How much of a piece of shit do you have to pay? Honestly, man. But yeah. Do drugs, kids. That's what I would say. There's not really many negative side effects. Only positives. Obviously, don't get addicted. Don't be a fucking pussy. But, you know, go out there and have fun. Go out there and have as much fun as you possibly can. Sorry, and we're back. Little uh, audio flub there. We're not professionals yet. We're still we're still amateurs in this league. But uh, that uh, technical difficulty was me literally accidentally pressing the stop button on the recording with my fat fucking fingers. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Looks like I've just set a new technological challenge for myself. Figure out how to combine two MP3 files together into one. Sure, it's pretty easy, and there's just going to be a website that I just upload the files to, and they do it for me. But, uh, yeah, man, that's basically the best way to learn how to get better with tech, is just be a fucking idiot, cause yourself problems all the time, and then just Google the solution, and then remember it for next time. Because we know there's, there's bound to be a next time, and if I figure it out, you know, maybe, maybe that's going to help us evolve the podcast. But anyway, drugs, man, drugs. No negatives, all positives, as long as you don't get addicted. And really, what is addicted, man? You think about it, with these recreational drugs, like, the reason you're taking them is for recreation. To have a fucking good time. And if, is there ever, you know a better time to take drugs and to have a good time. And honestly, like, the drugs that people get addicted to, like, you know, discounting weed because weed's not a drug. It's a plant, man. It's a plant, man. It's not a drug. It's a plant, man. But, you know, we're talking out of hard drugs. The hard drugs, the ones you get addicted to are the ones, you know, your life's already fucked up if you're getting addicted to them because, like, at that point, it's not a recreational drug. You're medicating. You're self-medicating. It becomes a medicine. And recreational drugs, for the most part, are fucking, you know, especially if you're fucked up, they're terrible medicines. Unless, like, the medicine you need is just to have fun and lighten up. Because sometimes that's the best medicine. Laughter is the best medicine. And what does drugs make you do? Laugh fuckloads. So, you know, maybe they are medicinal. But when it gets to the point of an addiction... All you're just trying to do is suppress pain. You know, the source of all addiction is pain. You know, childhood trauma and all that bullshit. That's the source of all addiction. So, yeah, man. 
when you get to that point, they're no longer recreational drugs. They're medicines. So there's nothing wrong with drugs. There's shit wrong with medicines. Because what medicine is, is trying to find a chemical compound to cure your non-chemical problem. And that's the source of pain. Like, yeah, okay, you're going to say, but man, what about antibiotics? That's not a, you know, that's a medical problem. That's a chemical solution that's going to fix it. Okay, yeah, right, I'll give you that one. That was kind of not a very scientific thing to say what I just said, and you're probably right. There are, there are some, you know, you do sometimes have diseases that are physical problems that you do need a physical or chemical solution to help fix, you know, most of the time. But I'm talking about medicines used for psychological pain. You know, for psychological problems, for mental problems, for emotional problems, for spiritual problems. I'm talking about those drugs. You know? And f- just for pain in general. Like painkillers. So you fuck your back up, you know? Which your boy hasn't done. Got back, you know, getting back into some heavy lifting. That's the other thing that we're doing in 2023. We're lifting heavy in 2023. Hit the gym last night. Big day, deadlift day, smashed it out. No back pain, no soreness, no being an absolute bitch in the next day. So we're carrying on, we're going to keep this momentum going into 2023 and we're going to lift heavy as fuck in 2023. We're doing drugs and we're lifting heavy as fuck in 2023. That's the goal. Now anyway, back to the topic. Addiction, pain, painkillers for an injury if you fuck your back up. All you're trying to do is just dull the mental signal that your body part or limb is sending to your brain to let you know that it's fucked up and that you fucked it up in some way. And unless, like, unless you literally, like, just had some traumatic injury, like you've snapped your leg or, you know, some shit like that. If you're taking painkillers, you're an absolute pussy. If you've sprained your ankle, if you've banged your knee, if you've got a bad back... And, you know, I'll preface this by saying, and you're under the age of 40, and you're taking painkillers regularly, if it's not like a serious injury, you're an absolute pussy. You're a fucking pussy. Because all that's telling you, is your body telling you, hey, fix this part. You did something stupid, you've been doing something stupid, or you, you know, you're not doing something right, fix it. Or I'm going to keep sending these pain signals to your brain. So, basically, drugs are okay if you're not using them to deal with pain. And am I doing that? No. No, I'm not doing that. I don't have any long-standing mental trauma. I've worked through that. I've been to the therapist. I've been there. I've figured the fuck out. I've figured it out. You know, your boy... Had some shit fucked with his head for a little while. Nothing too bad, nothing too serious, nothing crazy. Don't feel sympathy for me. But I went to a therapist and I'm fucking it out! Like a man! I talk through my problems like a fucking man! Ugh. But yeah. So, you know, we're not doing that. We're not doing drugs for pain. We're doing drugs because they're fun. We're doing drugs because they're a good time. And do you need drugs to have a good time? No! You can have a great time without them, but you can have a better time with them. So that's the point. So 
if I have a message for the boys and girls out there, I would say, fix your pain, you know, and sometimes you don't know if you got pain, especially psychological pain, it's fucking sneaky, it's fucking sneaky, I was talking, you know, I was talking about in another episode, like one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to get to like 45, and I'm suddenly going to have this mental flashback to the time when a priest was diddling me when I was five years old, and I'm going to be just breaking down because just the trauma's flooding back and it's just going to explain so much shit about why I'm fucked up as a human person. But I don't think that's going to happen because I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm pretty sure somebody probably would have known about it. But that's the thing. If somebody would have known about it, I would know about it. And, you know, sometimes there are good pedophiles out there that know what they're doing that don't get caught. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Hopefully nothing. I think I might be talking it into existence a little bit by bringing it up again. So... I bet I just shouldn't really bring it up at all and just get this thought completely out of my head, but yeah. Yeah, I kind of lost track there. Kind of lost track what I was talking about. But anyway, so kids, if you kind of, if you know you're kind of fucked in the head, you got some sort of, a priest diddled you or something, your dad was a cunt, you know, because my dad was a little bit of a cunt, but not a massive cunt. He never fucking, you know, you know, he never did anything that bad. Was, like, I'm complaining about my dad being a cunt. I'm a fucking pussy. But anyway. Actually, he was a little bit of a cunt. Fucked up story, actually. Let's get. To, now that we're here, now that we're here for the real reason, let's just, uh. Let's just tell some of the. Some of the fucked up stories that happened to me as a kid. I was talking, you know. Grew up in the hood, so there might have been some fucked up shit happened to me, but this is a bit older, this is a teenager, this was a 17, 17 year old, the old man, you know, kind of, kind of fucked with my head a little bit, and it wasn't just his fault, it was my coach at the time, my, my rowing coach, went to the old man and, you know, one day said, you know, basically, I'll, I'll take you back a little bit, so basically, you know, I was rowing, Pretty, pretty damn hardcore, seriously, as it was back in the day. And this is my last year at school, and my goal, I had a simple goal, outside of, you know, winning all the medals at the school, personal private goal, was to try and make the New Zealand junior team. And my, I good reason to think I had a good chance, because uh, my coach was the head selector of that team, and he told me I had a good chance. So, good thing to listen to. Now, anyway, this was probably about three months out, three months out from the team selection, and we were, you know, at a regatta, a regatta, as they say, or a competition for you normies. And, you know, as I've mentioned before, I've always, yeah, I've always carried a little bit of, a little bit of husk on me, a little bit of extra weight, even back then, even when I was competing seriously in an endurance sport like that, carried a little bit of extra weight. And basically, old mate coach said to me one day, Right before we were about to go do a big race in the eight, you know, the big serious boat, basically just came up to me and told me, it was like, hey, Matt, I think you need to lose a little bit of weight because it's embar- embarrassing for me to take a big boy for a junior trial. Have a good race, buddy. Get out there and smash it. So that fucked with my head. 17-year-old Lily was not ready to handle that. Probably had the worst race of my life. We fucking had a shit race all together. And as a pillar of that boat, me fucked in the head was probably a big reason for that. 
And it didn't stop there. Because he basically told my old man the same thing. And so, old man had a plan. He was going to make sure I got that junior trial. Any means necessary. So he was, he devised the plan without, you know, I agreed to it. I'm not going to lie, I agreed to it. I was a fucking impressionable teenager and this is what I was literally told I had to do to achieve my goal. I was, on top of all the hardcore training I was doing, I was training six days a week, some, some days twice a day. This cunt of a coach basically told me and my old man that he wants me to run at least two or three times extra a week to get that weight down. Get that weight off. Got to get running. So the old man said, all right, three days a week before work, I'm getting you out of bed and we're going for a run together. And I was like, okay. So for the next three weeks, the old man grabbed me out of bed three days a week at 4 a.m. before he went to work. Granted, you know, 4 a.m. he was getting me up. Then start school to 9 a.m. Had training after school every day at 4 p.m. So I was I was gone every single day at 4 p.m. And then three weeks later, I get sick as fuck. Sickest I've ever been in my life. Takes me out of training for two weeks. And yeah, I was just fucked. So, yeah. And did you get the junior trial, Matt, at the end of the season? Yes, yes I did. I did get a trial for the New Zealand junior team. Did I make the team? No. Did I for years think that was because I was a fat fuck and that I was never going to, you know, get anywhere in life while I was still a fat fuck and then tried to lose the weight, lost a little bit, burnt myself out, put it back on again, lost a little bit, put it back on again. So for, you know, years thought I was always going to be a useless piece of shit cunt because I was always a bit of a fat cunt. Yes, did I think that. But we fucking talked through that problem and we figured it out. And you know, now I'm a now I'm a top G, absolute legend, and I'm going places. I'm gonna smash the world. But yeah, 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 man. Oh damn it! I was hoping to end this episode at 33:33, if you know what I mean. But we've just gone past that, so I couldn't keep track of time. So we'll keep going. But yeah, so. Basically, kids, if you've got anything like that stuck up in your head, it could be that small, it could be smaller than that, it could be bigger than that, but anything, you know, any sort of persistent negative memories from your childhood years or any point of your year that just gets fucking with your head a little bit, you know, every now and again, literally, it comes up, like, you can literally remember it, like, I could remember that, and, like, it still doesn't feel great to talk about, but, you know, we're here to be deep deep and honest and open and let you know the, the darker, more intimate sides of my life. But, um, yeah, if you got anything like that, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. But if you don't, if you're all good, if you've got no major psychological pain, no, you know, inadequacies and shit you're trying to live up to, basically, if you just don't give a fuck, then do all the drugs in the world thank you and see you next time wait we're not going to stop there actually we're going to keep rolling we're going to keep rolling we're going to keep going because I can't believe I nearly forgot to talk about this but fucking 
big news in the world of the NFL. If you're following it, if you have any idea on what was going, fuck me. This is actually the reason I didn't want to record yesterday on a normal Tuesday. because this fucked with my head, man. Fucked with my head. If you don't know, yesterday, Monday, Monday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals hosted the Buffalo Bills. And about seven minutes into the first quarter, Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, went for a routine tackle on the Bengals receiver, T. Higgins. Went to tackle him. Reasonably big hit. You know, he falls backwards with him, but still nothing crazy. Kind of routine hit in the NFL. Goes down. Stands up after the hit. Looks a little wobbly. And then collapses back onto the field. Stiff as a board. And then, basically, what happened was, Dude had a heart attack on the field and was effectively dead on the field. Paramedics and shit had to come out onto the field and the doctors were doing CPR on him for nine minutes. This dude's heart was stopped for nine minutes. He was basically dead for nine minutes on an NFL field at 24 years old from a heart attack. Now, at the time of this recording, apparently he's, he's, he's in a hospital. He's in critical condition, basically in a coma. They're trying to fix him. I personally don't have a lot of hope for him. From my limited medical knowledge, if you've basically spent nine minutes brain dead, you know, you may, you may, you may survive, but the quality of life you're going to live after not having any oxygen going to your brain or anywhere else in your body for nine minutes... Boy, it's gonna it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. And fuck, man. You never like to see it. You never like to see it. Heart attacks, athletes on the fields. Like, there's there's been two ma- two sort of big reactions. Well, there's been three. There's been the reasonable reaction of just shutting the fuck up and acknowledging this is a fucked up situation, and that. This kid and this kid's family's life. You know, just feeling absolutely sorry for them and all that kind of shit, you know? Having empathy and all that. You know, that that response. There's that response. But then outside of that reasonable human, well-functioning brain response, you know, on the internet, I've seen two... I've seen the two crazy cunt camps. And obviously you got the anti-vax camp, which I've acknowledged there... As someone, you know, that can be classed in that group, there's a, there's a fuckload of crazy cunts in that group. Now, the anti-vax group have basically said, oh, here we go, another athlete dying and getting a heart attack, a fit and healthy 24-year-old getting a heart attack on the field. When does that happen? That's never happened before. I've never seen that happen. It's happening all the time in all the other sports, and now it happens in the NFL on Monday Night Football. Heart attacks died suddenly, died suddenly. They're all dying suddenly. There's those counts. And then there's the counts on the other side who are basically the anti-anti-vax. That's all they are now. These pro-COVIDs, they're just... They're the anti-anti-vax. They're just they're fighting that enemy that they have already lost to. They're coming out saying it's a... You know, 
it's likely a cardio automosis or whatever the fuck, and that if you're saying it's even suggesting it could possibly be vaccine related, you're an absolute piece of shit. And basically what a cardio automosis, I might be saying it wrong, I'm not reading it, automosis or something, is basically apparently that if you get hit in the chest, which this guy was, I will say that, you know, if you watch the hit, the guy's shoulder basically was driving directly into his chest as he was trying to make the tackle. So this could be happening, but basically that blows to the chest, if done at the right time in the heart's rhythm, can cause cardiac arrest. Which could happen, but the problem there is that's so fucking rare. And it only happens in, like, kids, people under 20, because their chest bones and ribs and shit are softer and less likely to absorb the hit. And the problem I have with that is this wasn't a huge fucking car crash hit. And, you know, it wasn't direct bone-on-bone collision into his chest like that. That was shoulder pad to chest pad. Like, you had that, you know. So I think that's a little bit far-fetched at this point. And they're basically just saying that so they can have a reason to counteract the anti-vax. So they're just being the anti-anti-vax. And they're both crazy as fuck because the cunt's body is still warm. He's still breathing. He hasn't even woken up from his coma. It's been 24 hours. And these cunts are just trying to use this poor kid's tragic incident as clout to prove themselves right or wrong or whatever the fuck about fucking COVID and vaccines. And how the fuck do they still have energy? I'm exhausted with that shit. Why do people even care anymore? Of course, the anti-anti-vax are never going to admit they were wrong and they're going to keep getting boosters until they're filled with boosters and they drop dead from all their boosters and even when they drop dead after their 17th booster and it literally happened as they were walking out the door of the fucking doctors and the last three times they had a heart attack but survived after those boosters and they keep going back. There's going to be no way in hell that anybody fucking even admits that their death had anything to do with the boosters, even though it's clear and fucking obvious. That's what those cunts are going to do. And now you got the cunts on the other side who are never going to see a single doctor or get medical treatment in their life because, you know, this bullshit vaccine shit. And, you know, you know, you know me, I lean more that way, so I, I kind of understand that. I felt like that at times, but that's just fucking stupid. <coughs> So anyway, yeah, basically fuck those pieces of shit. Really not a revelational take like everybody knows. People on the far right and people on the far left are fucking crazy and it's the people in the middle that are actually reasonable human beings. So I don't even know why I'm getting up to that. But T's and P's to DeMar Hamlin really sucks. Really fucking sucks. Kid's only 24. 24 and he's having a heart attack on the like literally went from having the world at his fingertips starting NFL player at 24 to then a heart attack on the field and life likely being completely ruined and over in the matter of seconds so man that's why we do drugs kids that's why we do drugs because it can all end at any fucking second life in the world is a cruel son of a bitch you can live the most perfect, like this kid's lived like the perfect life up to 24, you know? He's worked his ass off. 
He's gone to school. He's gone to college. He's worked his ass off at college. He got a shot in the NFL. He was a sixth-round pick, and he got a shot in the NFL by working his fucking ass off and getting on that team and working his way up to a starting position. You know, he'd done all that work, grinded, done everything right. Life was looking so good, and then just like that, cunt has a heart attack, and it's all taken away. So that's why we got to do drugs, kids. Do it all. Have fun. Live fucking wild. Within reason, because that'll kill you too. But anyway. For realsies this time. See you later. See you next time.